Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey y'all, I'm Allie Spears and this is Ag Chicks, where we dig deep with the women who are helping to feed the world. So today I'm sitting down with Kayla and Kayla is another individual that I met at Rural Rooted and she's one of those people that you see on social media and then you meet in person and she's the exact same person. So her authenticity definitely shines through, um, but she is a farm mom fitness uh, inspiration for myself (laughs) and she's a mental health advocate but um, Kayla if you wouldn't mind just telling us a little bit about yourself to get rolling this morning. Okay so hi guys I'm Kayla Josephiak in case anybody needs to know how to pronounce my last name. I wasn't even gonna try. (laughs) Just kind of glaze right over it. My maiden name was Mosier so to go from Mosier to Josephiak was a little bit of a yeah but um, I live in Southwest Kansas with my husband and our three babies, my husband and his family farm. Um, we have diversified row crop and we also have cattle. Um, I'm not involved in that every day in the day to day. And I am okay with that because I am fully embracing my season of life, which is I'm a mom. Um, first and foremost, I have three babies. They are four, three, and almost two. Um, If you've ever watched my Instagram stories, they are a little bit crazy, but I love them. Um, Actually, they were going to go play outside today with the babysitter, and I was just going to do this at home, and then it was like a torrential downpour, and I was like, "Um, I'm just going to go to Mima and Papa's, because you guys are not going to be quiet. (laughs) This will not end well. So um, that is what we do as far as farming goes. I grew up on a purebred cattle ranch, so my parents raised seed stock, so I've been in agriculture my whole life. I moved out here for a teaching job. I taught high school biology for two years and I met my husband and I, before I met him, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll be out in Western Kansas for maybe two years and then I'll move closer to Manhattan. Um, met my husband and now I'm a lifer. I actually hate the Hills where I'm from. Like we go home and I kind of get car sick. (laughs) Um, So I taught high school biology for two years and then we had my oldest and I just decided to stay home with her. And then we had my next two and I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm paying for daycare. Yeah. Um, So I'm doing the mom thing, embracing it. Some days I lose my crap, but you know, that's just motherhood. Um, I also am very passionate about mental health. Um, I was diagnosed with depression when I was 13. I was officially diagnosed with anxiety when I was 21 and I have been, talking about it openly pretty much since the day I got my diagnosis because it helps me and I think that it helps other people too um and then the last little tidbit that I'm finally leaning into and loving and super confident sharing now is I love to work out and I love to sweat and if you watch my stories like I don't know if you saw it the other day when my band broke yes oh my god I laughed so hard like it's just funny because like I can relate to it so much Well, yeah, like, so I do, I'm doing 80 day obsession, which is insane. And it's been pushing me really, really hard. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get this done. Like it's, it's, it's that time of the month and I'm just miserable and everything. Yeah. 
And I was like, let's just do this. And so I got the band and I was like, okay, we're just going to do it. And I did it and it just snapped. And I was just like, that's just, that's this week right now. So, <laughs> so yeah, I just, I'm all about embracing the bad with the good. Like no one on this world is perfect. And I want people to see, Hey, she is a walking train wreck some days, but I still show up. I mean, I'm still here. So I just, I've always been one who always says what everybody else is thinking, but doesn't want to say. And that is, that's pretty much who I am in a nutshell. Wow. That really, I really rambled on there for a little bit. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, that was perfect because I do think that everything you just mentioned, like that is you, like that is a hundred percent Kayla. And yeah. so I think the fact that you're able to own that and be like, Hey, yeah, like I'm not perfect, which nobody's perfect. Right. Yeah. But this is who I am. And I'm just going to be me. Like, that's so awesome that you've gotten to a point where you can just accept it and be like that. Yeah. And it did, it took a lot of growing pains. Um, well, I mean, you were there at Rural Rooted when I had my huge breakthrough and literally cried so hard. My eyes were puffy the next day for our photo shoots. And I right. was like, oh, great. But it's just, it's one of those things where like, I've been through a lot in my life and I, you know, I had a good childhood. My parents are awesome, but I had a lot of things happen to me at a young age that I was, I wasn't mentally ready for. I was not emotionally ready for. And, and, and looking back now at those, I know that God put those in my life to make me who I am today. And I, I truly do love who I am today. It's taken a long time and it's taken a lot of self-reflection and going through some really, really dark times, but I, I like where I'm at. I think I'm kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're very cool. Okay. Like the coolest, like the kids who are like, Oh yeah. Or the moms who are like, yeah, I'm a cool mom. Like, no, like you're a cool mom. <laughs> like your kids are lucky. <laughs> I'm that mom. Who's like, go eat a donut for supper. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm tired. Like I'm one night it. it'll be like, like last night we had sweet and sour chicken and rice and cauliflower and it was great and two nights ago I gave my kids a donut and some cereal because I was so tired I was like just you're fine <laughs> it'll like, be okay go to bed <laughs> go to bed just yeah <laughs> I love that but okay so I want to talk a little bit about mental health I know you obviously talk about mental health and now I think you're kind of starting to dive into that a little bit more too with the agricultural community mm -hmm. um I know you're going to be talking at um Whitney Larson's event so that's awesome congratulations I hope Thank I you work that out to be able to to do be there and do that um but tell us a little bit about that and tell us about how that kind of all happened so like I said before, I was diagnosed with depression when I was 13. My mom has struggled with mental health her whole life, and it took her a long time to get to a point where she knew what was going on. And I always say that, like, people who have a mental illness or are struggling with depression and anxiety, that's what I personally have, and so I feel like I know quite a bit about them. Um, if you don't know what's going on, it's one of the scariest things ever. Oh, yeah. Like if you don't, if you don't know why you're crying unconsolably, if you don't know why you have a nagging feeling that like you literally feel like you can't even eat, if you don't know what's going on, it's, it's super scary. And I've been there. And so it took two torn ACLs in high school, a torn hamstring in high school, letting go of my dream of playing collegiate sports. Cause I wanted to go run track. I wanted to go run or go play volleyball. And it, I mean, at 
let's see, I was 15 and 16 and 17 when those injuries happened. I mean, what, what high schooler is emotionally developed enough to deal with those life-changing injuries and let go of their dream at that age? What they've been working for their entire life, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I started doing Olympic weightlifting when I was a second grader. So I was insane, intense about it, probably too intense. And I always tell people, and I guess bleep this out if you need to, but I always tell people I was such an asshole before I had my injuries. Like I was, I was good. And I was, and that sounds so conceited when I say that, but I was, I was good. And I had hopes and dreams and God gave me those injuries because I needed to bring it down about 42 notches. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was the first part that set it into motion as far as sharing my mental health story and telling people, you know, high school's hard enough the way it is with girl drama and boys and school. I mean, there were nine of us in my high school class that had 4.0s and nobody wanted to be that kid that dropped, you know? Mm -hmm. So there was that pressure. Well, then you add on top of that huge injuries, literally scary ass surgeries. Like I still think back and I'm like, oh my God, that's kind of scary. You know, you're being put out and you're 14 years old or 15 years old. So anyway, those injuries, I just realized like, okay, this is actually a blessing in disguise. It took me a long time. And I went to college. I went to K-State. I totally dove into the whole partying scene because I was like, well, if I can't play sports then I'm going to drink it up and drink it up, I did. Mm -hmm. And I went through a tumultuous relationship that was not good for either one of us. Um, We were actually engaged and then I broke it off and... Honestly, I truly believe that was the best thing that could have happened for him or I, because we were not good for each other. And it was all of those steps. Had I not broken up with him, had I not been through those injuries, I wouldn't have ever moved to Western Kansas. You know, I would have never taken the teaching job and been like, yeah, let me move away for a while. And then I never would have met my husband. And so, you know, from a very, very young age, I had a filter, like, to the point where my husband's like, you cannot be on any school boards or you cannot be like on the co-op board or anything because people like, you have to have a filter. And I'm like, fine, I don't want to do that anyway. And it's totally fine. Like I really don't, but (laughs) I just, you know, I, I figured out at 13 and 21 that there was something biologically wrong with my brain and it doesn't work the way that should. And so every morning, no, actually every night now I take 50 milligrams of Zoloft and I drink a lot of water and I work out to keep myself sane. And it's, it's just one of those things, like it's so taboo and people don't want to talk about it, but it has to be talked about because there's so many people that are struggling in silence. Right. Especially I feel like in the agricultural community where you are isolated for whether by location or by you're out in the field every day, not talking to anybody or whatever it may be like those we're impacted by this as well, but nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah. And that's, you know, like I'm one of those people. I'm like, why don't you want to talk about it? Like, no, it's not fun. And, and I'm at a point now where I can look at somebody and talk to them and say, listen, I had a three day span in 2014, no 2015, where I didn't want to wake up. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to be alive, but I can say that because I've gotten so far in my Mm -hmm. mental health journey. Right. Well, and I think for people who are going through things to be able to hear that and know like, okay, it gets better. Like that's a really positive light as well. Yeah. Because I've always like, there's that, there's so many 
cliche quotes out there, but there is one that truly resonates with me. And it's, I would rather hear your story than be at your funeral. Oh my God. Yes. Yep. And, and, and and it's not even like, you know, people, people jump so fast to mental health equals suicide. And I don't believe that. I truly, truly don't. Like there are people in this world that I know, and I know that they're struggling with mental health. And instead of going right to suicide, which I hope no one ever does, they might be have addiction problems or they might be unhappy in their marriages or they might be, you know, just not happy people. Mm-hmm. And there's something, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I have my moments. I have my days where I'm just a total pain in the ass, but I'm, I'm thankful that God's gotten me to this point where I can identify if there's something triggering me or I can identify if, you know, it's kind of an off day. Like maybe I need to have, two hours to myself. And it's, it's also allowed me to be a better mom because I can ask for that help and not feel guilty about it. I mean, I don't want to give my kids to my mother-in-law or my mom for weeks at a time, right? but if I need two hours to go to town and grocery shop by myself or go get my hair done or, you know, get a massage, which I have one scheduled this afternoon and I'm stoked (laughs) for, um, I'm okay asking for that help. And there's a lot of people that don't want to ask for help. And, but, I, but that's important for you to be able to take care of yourself to then take care of them, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, I'll be honest, my son will be two in July and his first year of life. So he spent 16 days in the NICU. Right. And I had a very, very rough pregnancy with him. He was born in July. I went too hard during wheat harvest, got too hot. Like, it was to the point where my doctor said, if I didn't have him, I could have a stroke. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. So I just decided, I was like, okay, after his first year of life, and it was very hard and I struggled a lot and I took it all out on my husband. God bless that man. <laughs> but I realized I was like, okay, I've got to find something that's going to help me get through this and be the best version of myself. And that's when I really, really dug in my heels and started working out and taking care of myself. It's amazing what can happen to your brain when, just when you drink enough water, right? <laughs> like that's a huge start. And that's what I always tell people, you know, I have some girls that are on my team and we work out together and I'm just like, you don't have to do this all in a day. Like right. I didn't get to this point where I love working out in a day. Right. The first yeah. month I was like, oh my God. why am I doing this? <laughs> but I started by making myself drink water every day. And it's those little things that compound And then it's just, and then it becomes habitual. And then you're like, you know what? I'm actually kind of killing this Mm -hmm. sometimes, 92% of the time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, and then once you start to get into that routine, then it feels weird when you're not doing it. Exactly. Exactly. That's why, you know, when we went to Colorado, I was like, well, I'm going to switch my workout days around. I'm not going to mess this up. I want to keep going. I have a good thing going. And so I was that crazy girl who was doing my cardio at 5 30 in the morning. God bless Ashley, my roommate, but she was like totally cool with it. <laughs> she was like, you're motivating me right now. And I was like, well, that's good. That's good. Oh yeah. And okay. Let's talk a little bit. I know we've all kind of talked about rule rooted in our own little way. Mm-hmm. And personally, I'm still kind of struggling to find the words to describe what all happened there. Um, which I don't know, maybe no one else cares, right? No one else cares what happened. Maybe it's just, (laughs) maybe, but maybe it's just the women who were there and like, that's fine. Like we don't need to talk about it, but I also feel like it was such a big moment for each of us in our own individual ways. That's 
I mean, I feel like a different person after leaving there. I do too. And so do you want me to elaborate? Yes, please, please. So, so I'll be totally honest. When I applied for Rural Rooted, I was like, yeah, I'll apply, whatever. Yeah. Not going to put in. And then Natalie messaged me and she's like, I want to have you there. And so I was telling Ty about it and I was telling him what it was. And he was like, and this is all for social media. And I was like, well, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and after leaving there, and I told Natalie this when I gave her a big, huge hug, I said, I'm a better mom now. Like my breakthrough that I had and realizing that my job right now is to be a mom. It's to raise that next generation of farmers. I'm not in the field every day. I don't work cattle every day. I don't do everything on the farm that would be like, you know, I hate the stereotype of, are my, is my, are my hands distracting? I talk no, with my hands. Okay. I said, so do I, so do I. Okay. It's an Italian thing for me. <laughs> um, mine's just my mom anyway. Um, so, you know, I, for so long thought that, well, if you're involved in agriculture, then you need to be branding calves or you need to be giving shots or you need to be checking pastures, driving a tractor, driving a combine, running a grain cart, running a truck, you know, and that's not it mm -hmm. for me, but I'm still so involved in agriculture. I mean, the fact that I load all three of my babies up and we'll go to the field and take a snack to tie sometimes that's my role in agriculture. Or the fact that I just let them go outside and we run around and they're crazy little kids and they love it and they're dirty as sin by the time we get in the house. That's my job right now. Yep. And it took me going to Rural Rooted and realizing that, you know, this season of life that I'm in is hard, but it's still so, so important. Before I went there, I was like, well, I'm not contributing at all to our farm. Like, yeah, I, I help with harvest meals. I help my mother-in-law get everything out for fall harvest and wheat harvest and all of that. But I truly felt like I didn't have a place. And now that I went and that I realized, like, there's moms out there that are in the exact same position I'm in. And they might feel the exact same way I did. And that is, what am I actually doing? Right. You know? And I realized... Um, I'm doing the most important job. Like I'm raising babies for the next generation. I am raising kids that hopefully have a deep rooted love of agriculture. And even if they don't have a deep rooted love of agriculture, I hope that they learn the agricultural work ethic so that someday if they want to do something else, they can go and do it as good as they possibly can. Right. Well, and they're going to know where their food comes from and what goes into it to create the end product. But yeah, I think exactly what you just said. I think a lot of women who don't know where their role is because they are just a farm wife, which I hate saying that, but like that means so much. And like, that's your role. And that's an important role in your family's operation. So I think people yeah. being able to relate to you on that aspect for sure. Well, and I also truly feel like in my heart, like when people ask me what I do, I'm a farm wife. Mm -hmm. Like there's no just in my vocabulary anymore. I'm a farm wife. I'm a mom. I have a few side hustles. I hate that term too, too. but because they're full-time jobs. <laughs> exactly. They really are, you know, but I, I, it just solidified like my purpose and it solidified what I'm supposed to be doing. And you know, I mean, yes, we fine-tuned a lot of social media things. I met some amazing people, yourself included. <laughs> and it's just, it was, it was truly a God thing because I applied in March and I didn't get in. So did we. 
And I was just like, okay, that's totally fine. So I reapplied for April knowing that Ty wouldn't be in the field quite yet. And I could maybe go. And like, it was a total God thing because if I would have applied and gone to, I wouldn't have been able to go to June's because we will be up to our eyeballs and wheat harvest. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it was just, it was incredibly, incredibly transformative. And it truly shifted my mindset of, yeah, I'm doing exactly what God wants me to do. And I'm leaning into it and embracing it because what's the point of living life if you're not going to give 150% to whatever you're doing? Exactly. Yep. Yep. I would like to take a moment to thank and recognize our incredible sponsor, Hooked AF. You may remember Anna from episode four of Ag Chicks, but she's an entrepreneur who's making big moves in the world of agriculture, Western influencing, and business. And through her brand, Hooked AF, she's focused on encouraging, creating, and inspiring through her very own rural lens. Her latest ventures include Hooked on Business, which is a business-focused retreat for women, and Ranch Hand, Your Ranch in Your Hand, which is a cattle management app for ranchers. Follow along with all of Anna's happenings on her Instagram at hooked.af. Thank you, Anna, for your continued support of AgJigs. And then, like, I instantly just think about it, which I'm somebody who, like, really likes meaningful things. So for me, like, that's a big deal. But I love that necklace. I it's mine's in a knot right now because my son got a hold of it. But I wore my earrings that I wore for my photo shoot. There you so go. I, yes. Well, and then now I've got the the nail. I always want to call them red lashes, but it's red aspen. I don't know where I got red lashes. You have the same color on today. Mm-hmm. Is this Winnie okay. Sands? Uh, no, it's Cloud Nine. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about this. Yes, we, we did. But again, you know, just like. The fact that all of the things in our goodie bag were small businesses that were women run and just all of that. Like, I love all of that kind of stuff. So, and this didn't, my thought process here wasn't to be like a rural rooted campaign slogan for Natalie here, but I think it's kind of. But it totally, it totally can be. It changed my life for sure. But yeah, if you, if obviously this is going to be a side note, but if anybody is listening and are like, what the heck are they talking about? I highly recommend going to check it out. I think she still has some spots maybe for June and September. I think she's doing another one, Mm -hmm. Um, but truly life-changing. And now I think for me, I, I don't have like a ton of girlfriends. Like I just, that, that wasn't my thing. Like I was, I have good friends obviously, but like not a ton of girlfriends. So for me going there and meeting completely a room full of strangers and now feeling like I have 25 new besties that are in my corner like that's so weird for me to say but like so cool. it's, it's so good that's so funny you say that because like Anna and I talked at Hook Day F mm-hmm. we talked on the phone yesterday morning for like 55 minutes yeah and it was just like so good for me because I just like we were just like bouncing ideas off of each other and I was telling her stuff and she was telling me stuff and I was just like this is just so good like yeah. that's a community that you know as a as somebody who lives in rural America, sometimes you are isolated. Yep. Sometimes you don't have a ton of close friends around where you live for various reasons, mm-hmm. but it's so nice. Like our group chat, we can just like hop on there and like share our wins. And we know everybody's going to be like happy for us. Right. You know, yeah. I've always, I've always been one of those people. I wasn't this way in high school. I guess I should preface that. But after my injuries and after my bad breakup, I'm one of those people like, I don't care what you're doing. I just want to see you succeed. If it truly makes you happy, I want to see you succeed. And Mm -hmm. so if you're doing something and it's like, you're kicking ass and you are just, you know, killing it, I'm going to be the first person there who's going to be like, yeah, Yeah. totally. 
And I just, I love it. It makes yes. me feel good. And I want to make others feel good. So, yes. and through social media, it's so easy to get caught up in that comparison game and all of that. So like, just to know there's somebody out there that's like, yes, like I'm, I'm cheering you on in what you're doing. Like, it's just very refreshing. Yes. Nice. It's very, very nice for sure. But I want to um, switch gears here just before, wow, we're, we're rolling on time here, dang it. See, when you're talking to somebody that you feel like you've known forever, that's so easy <laughs> to talk to, you lose track of time quickly. Well, and I talk a lot, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But let's talk a little bit about, um, I know we've touched on the, the fitness thing here and there, but what are, for you and your business now, because you're kind of, I mean, you're branding yourself as a business. So like, let's talk about that as far as everything you've got going on now that you're rejuvenated and ready to roll. <laughs> I know. So before I went to Rural Rooted, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to share any fitness stuff. And now I'm like, I share it every day because mm -hmm. it's something I do every day religiously. And it's helped my brain so much. Like that's one thing for me, the whole fitness side of things. Yes. I have lost weight and I feel great and I'm comfortable in my clothes and I've had to get new clothes, which is always a good problem. Mm -hmm. But even before all of that, like I work out to keep myself mentally sane. Like I really, truly do. It's like whenever I'm sweating, I sweat out all those toxins, all of that negative energy, and then I can reset and focus for the day. Mm -hmm. And so I've been leaning into that and I've been sharing my workouts online and I've had women reach out to me and just ask me, you know, what programs are you doing? How has it helped you? And so I think like, even as just somebody who shares her workouts, that was a huge step for me because before I was like, yeah, I got my workout done, but I would never show myself, you know? Right. And now I'm just like, it's who I am. It's, it's what I do. And like I said, it goes back to my whole philosophy of, I want to be the biggest cheerleader you could ever have. And so that's what I do with my clients. I want them to know, like, I'm going to help you every step of the way. And when you hit even the smallest milestone, when you drink 90 ounces of water in a day, I'm going to be the first person who's hyping you up, telling you like, hell yeah, girl. Like that's huge. Yeah. It really is. Because like I said, it's one step at a time. Rome wasn't built in a day. Like you're not right. going to have your dream body in a day. And I, and I almost don't like how some aspects of the fitness world are like, you need to look this way. You need to blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know what? Everybody's shaped differently. Mm -hmm. Everybody's muscle mass is different. What I weigh right now is more than I ever weighed in high school, but my muscle mass is probably just as good. Right. And keep it in perspective. Like I always tell people my body's carried three children yeah, and they exactly. were incredibly difficult pregnancies. Yeah. Like for somebody who was athletic and loved sports, I treated my pregnancies like it was a damn vacation. <laughs> like I would eat like, I'm not kidding you. I would be like, hell yeah, there's another third donut. Which I told my husband, if we do have one more, I'm not doing that. Like, yeah. cause I gained 80 pounds with all three of my kids. So that's like, that's like 240 pounds in three years. Three years, yeah. And then I've been working on <laughs> But the fact that you've been able to like be dedicated to this and get it all off though too, right? I mean, that's incredible. And it, and it does take a little bit level of insanity, I think. Like, you know, if you want, if I'm one of those people, I'm incredibly driven. And if I want something, I'm going to work my ass off for it. And like I said, it was not this way in the beginning. I was very much like, I don't want to do this. 
But then I would see like small changes and I would notice even when I drank more water, even when I ate a little healthier, mm-hmm. you know, I don't eat perfect. I had the biggest piece of cake on Saturday at graduation and it was so good. <laughs> like it's all moderation. Yeah, it's balance. It's not, it's not all physical. Actually, it's mostly a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so that just sharing my fitness stuff and sharing my love of working out, like like I said, I don't expect other people to be like, yeah, let's do the exact same program and be as crazy about it. But if I can see somebody or if somebody can see me doing that on Instagram or sharing about it on here and they're just like, you know what, if she's got three kids and she's got a busy life too, I can maybe do that too. Start yeah. small. YouTube yeah. a video that's 15 minutes long just to get a workout in. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be something crazy intense. Yeah. Yeah. So are you now fully embracing the coach aspect of all of that? I am. I have, since I came back from, um, rural rooted, I started putting myself out there more and I leaned in and I'm up to five clients now, you know, and it's exciting because I'm just like, these are people that like, I message them and we talk and I'm like, how are you doing? What can I do to help you? What workout are you doing? You know? And it's something where before I was like, no, like I, you know, whatever. But yeah. since they're home workouts and they're literally real time, I can, I can cheerlead as much as I need to. And these people, like my biggest thing is I just want to motivate them to push play every day mm-hmm. and to get that workout in because, oh, it might suck so much, but whenever you get done, like you're never going to regret working out. Right. Right. Never have I ever been like, wow, I wish I would not have done that today. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be honest. <clears throat> I'm not motivated every day. Like there's sometimes in stories I will drink my pre-workout and then I will story for like a solid 30 minutes because I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. (laughs) And then I just do it. Like you just make yourself do it. Even if Baker, like it never fails. I have to do bridge ups and Baker is sitting on my stomach. (laughs) Nothing like a little extra 30 pounds to get my work done in today. There you go. (laughs) Your personal little dumbbell. (laughs) Yeah, he is my cute little dumbbell. Good Lord. (laughs) But I think it gives a real, um, a real version of it because people can say like, oh yeah, how, you know, the excuses of, oh, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I can't, like, I can't do that. I don't have time to do that. My kids will be in the way. Like, well, you can actually. And this is. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, and I'm kind of, like I said, I'm always that one who has no filter. And so if somebody does tell me they don't have the time, the very first thing I ask them, what's your screen time on your phone? Yeah. How much time are you spending on your phone? Because if you're spending more than 30 minutes on your phone, there is no excuse mm-hmm. at all. And some people are like, oh, and I'm like, sorry. But like, you know, I had some of the best track coaches and volleyball coaches in the state and they were tough love. It was a lot of tough love. I mean, there was, I remember one practice where I did not want to do My coach looked at me and he's like, you're never going to win a state championship if you don't do this. And I was like, okay, that's going to put it in perspective for me. So it's one of those things, like, if you don't want to work out, that's fine, but don't complain and don't be mad whenever you don't feel good. Exactly. Yeah. Because there's such a correlation between how you physically feel and how you mentally feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in that as well, just from personal things and realizing, hey, I feel a whole lot better when I go sweat. Exactly. Like you said. (laughs) Yes, for sure. And then my other, my other job that I am leaning into, and I never in a million years thought that I would love it so much, 
So I bought my first three pair of red Aspen nails from Laura Benson. She runs Philly Flair. She owns Philly Flair. She's mm-hmm. like total boss babe. Well, she messaged me and she's like, Hey, if you love these, like you might think about being an ambassador because you can make commission and you can get all this stuff. And like, it's pretty awesome. And so I got my first three pairs and I was super skeptical because since I started teaching, I always went and had my shellac manicure appointment and I was kind of a nail snob. Like I'll tell people that. No, I totally am too. So, and my husband was like, my husband was like, well, you still get your nails done? And I was like, well, yeah. So I bought these and I tried them and I loved them. And after going to Rural Rooted and I, you know, leaning into what we're passionate about as a mom, I don't have time to go get my shellac manicure once every two weeks now. I just don't. I don't have a babysitter always readily available. And even though I love that time to myself, it doesn't always fit into my schedule. And so I've been leaning into that and promoting the crap out of these because they're just so good and I love them. And I put these on last night and I was like, I feel so put together now. Right. I mean, you don't want to see what my hair looks like under this hat, but I feel so put together now. But my nails look great. <laughs> my nails look fantastic. Yeah. No, yes. And for anyone who is thinking about them, I, like Kayla, I always have dip manicure and I was just done like the past three weeks. I was over it. I had been like three times in three weeks and I was like, this is ridiculous. So I ripped them off and I put these on and so far so good. And I I, I said I was going to test them with fence building this weekend, but it rained all weekend in Texas. So didn't get to do that, but I think it's raining all over everywhere in the Midwest right now. Pretty much. (laughs) There's probably a lot of farmers that are like my husband right now. And he's like, super antsy to get in the field and what do I do it's just not happening yeah (laughs) well Kayla thank you so much I feel like we've touched on a lot of different things today that will um hopefully be helpful for somebody or someone will get something out of it I know I definitely did but if you could leave us on a parting motto or phrase what would that be before we get into our rapid fire questions oh gosh there's a couple but one that just like truly truly resonates with me right now and these all these are always changing. Um, don't sweat the small stuff in your life because you really, you, I mean, you can't control everything. You can't control a lot of stuff. Don't sweat the small stuff, but embrace all those small moments and embrace all your little ones. And I really truly feel like I'm to the point in my life where I can just sit down on the couch and snuggle my babies and not feel guilty about it. And I haven't always been able to do that. And so that's my tagline. Don't sweat the small stuff. Embrace your small ones. Yes. So cute. I think that's such an important thing for people with children, obviously, but even people without children, um, just kind of putting things in perspective. And if this is not going to matter in two years, then why am I worrying about it right now? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right, Kayla, are you ready for our rapid fire questions? Sure. Okay. (laughs) They're kind of random ones. I just pulled them from like a rapid fire question thing, but (laughs) the first one is what is your favorite number? Seven. Seven. Okay. And I don't know why, because my number in sports was always 20. So if I had to have a second, it would be 20, but seven. Yeah. Seven. That's just like your, that's okay. I relate to that because mine is three and I don't really know why, but three is my favorite number. Like my car license plate number has to have a seven in it. Like I request that. (laughs) the next question is what was your last halloween costume i was an m&m i just got t-shirts made for our whole family because i was like yeah they can wear these again and so we were all m&ms i was an orange m&m 
That's cute. And then the last one is a place that you would like to travel. Um, so I really want to go back to Nashville. I went there for a friend's bachelorette party and it was so fun, but my husband Ty has never been. And so I really, really want to go back to Nashville, but I also want to go to Vegas, which it might, I don't know if it's good or bad, but I've never been to Vegas and I'm almost 30 years old. And so I'm like, I need to go to Vegas once in my life. Yes. So I've been to both. I also want to go back to Nashville because my boyfriend Ty has not been but um it's a good name <laughs> it is it is good guys come from Thai <laughs> but then Vegas is also fun but in my personal opinion I think Nashville's better than Vegas is it it's kind of like the western country version of Vegas of Vegas and that's what I've heard because I kept calling it Nash Vegas when I was there it was a bachelorette party though so I don't remember a lot of it <laughs> but I just feel like I need to go to Vegas one time you do you just to say I've been there Well, I'll be there for NFR this year, so you should come during NFR. (laughs) Well, we've talked about that because my sister-in-law and I really want to go, and like, neither she nor I are like, I'm I'm not super Western. I mean, you saw me at Rural Rooted, like I live in black leggings, Mm -hmm. but she and I were like, we want to go just to go and experience it. It's really hard though, because my husband coaches basketball. Oh yeah. So maybe like next year, I don't know, if he ever gives up coaching basketball, we might go. There you go. Something on the list for when when basketball goes away, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, Kayla, thank you so much for spending time with me and chatting through all of the things. I really appreciate it. If someone is wanting to connect with you, what is the best way for them to get in touch? So my Instagram handle is just at Kayla Josie Fiocq. Um, it's my last name is just hard. It's just hard to spell and it's hard to pronounce, but if you just look up like at, and then it'll be like Kayla J O S you'll probably find me. Um, I also have a Facebook page, Kayla Josephiak self-named. I kind of have done that a little bit for more like business integration. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't utilize it a lot. Facebook honestly drives me a little bit nuts, but yeah, I'm on Instagram and I pop up in stories all the time you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> you do. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> but that keeps it entertaining and fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's fun. I love it. All right, Kayla, thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. And I hope things dry up in your neck of the woods. Yeah, same. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ag Chicks. Don't forget to follow along on social media at AgChicks on Instagram and Facebook and that every episode has a visual version on YouTube on the AgChicks channel.